If you know that a part of your role in sales ops is about reducing obstacles to selling and removing friction between sales and the internal departments, how do you actually go about doing that? This is the sales ops effect where we strengthen our skills as strategic leaders to grow businesses with integrity. It's effectively inside a business where it's just you that's working in sales ops or maybe you and one other person, if you're lucky. So usually businesses where it's, we're talking about maybe between two and roughly 20 salespeople, right? Because, you know, we still don't have a proper ratio on sales ops to um, salespeople yet. I personally believe it should be one to five, but that's a different episode. You can go look it up. But when you're in that kind of organization, you know, you know already that your job isn't just about the metrics because you start off um, being told to fix something in the CRM or some kind of software plugin. And it's all about the numbers. It's all about the numbers. It might be about the incentive plan, but in some way, shape or form, it's just numbers, numbers, numbers. And then you sit there for a little while, you're in there. And a few months down the line, that's when you're having other people saying, oh, sales has got this problem. We can't talk to sales. We're trying to get a hold of sales and we can't get a hold of them. And more and more and more, when those questions are coming in internally about the sales team that would be going to the sales manager, they're being directed to you because things that are personnel issues, the sales manager can deal with. Literally everything else in a lot of cases is going to be redirected to you because they are process issues. They are systems issues. There are miscommunication issues. And even if they're not immediately redirected, they'll be redirected eventually because the sales manager no longer wants to deal with it or can't. It really does. So much of this does depend on the kind of sales manager that you're dealing with, the head of sales or whoever it is that you're reporting to, because that really does change how you approach things, right? So you sit and thinking, well, how do I fix any problems that the salespeople are having with talking to people internally? How, what tools do I have? I don't have a, I don't have a piece of software that can connect them better. And there might be, there's, there probably are, but that's not the focus. That's not going to solve the issue. Usually the reason why there's miscommunication between internal departments like delivery or even finance and sales is because they don't know what to talk about specifically and they don't know when to share that information. So what you get is people on both sides going, shouldn't it just be natural for them to have given me this information? And the other ones are going, well, I wouldn't even know you wanted to know this information because when we had this other client, you weren't interested. There's no standardization for how information is supposed to be sent over to both the departments because actually information is going both ways. It's, it's not just the salespeople tell the delivery team when oh, we've got this, this, this new client in now go, go, you know, mush. That's not how it works in companies of our size that, you know, we're dealing with where we, we have um, a smaller sales team, that communication really does go back and forth because in smaller organizations, in growing companies, your medium sized organizations where there's probably like what max 250 people total, you know what it's like. We're wearing a lot of different hats. So where you might think there would be some standardization somewhere that says operationally, this is how we all work. It probably doesn't exist. Now, I'm not saying that US sales ops needs to take that fully on your own head because 
again, it's probably just you or you and one other person and you don't know the other departments like that. So you can't just be rocking up and saying, this is how you do things now. This is how you do things now. But what you do need to do is make yourself available so that they know that they can come to you directly when they're dealing with process issues, system issues. They, you know, you want to hear from, for example, the head of operations, because uh, this is something that has happened recently, is saying, do you know what? I really want to sort out this process here. Hasn't even gone to the head of sales. Come directly to sales operations to me to say, okay, I need your thoughts on how we're going to do this because I know it involves sales. So I want to make sure that it's smooth from both sides. And the reason why he knew he could do that is because I positioned myself as somebody who he could come to to talk to. Right. And the thing is about things like this is that when you're, when you are in a growing organization and everybody's doing so much stuff and there's so much change, people don't necessarily want to add to the change, even if they know that just sorting out these one or two things would really, really benefit so many people. But because they might be complicated, they don't want to put their heads above the parapet, particularly because they know they can't do it on their own. There needs to be somebody in finance. There needs to be somebody in sales. There needs to be somebody in ops to come together to make this project work. No one person can develop an organization. It takes the leaders within that organization to come together to play their part in that specific project to help move the organization forward. And that's how sales operations can be a part of organizational development. You have to make sure that you've told people you are available for these kinds of conversations. And also you have to present yourself as somebody who can see a way forward for the organization that you're in as well. And that you're not just, you know, blindly following your sales manager, which is what happens a lot of the times, because you, you can be in an organization. And like I say, depending on the kind of manager that you've got, the kind of sales leader that you've got, they might not really know what sales ops is about, or you'll end up getting lots of things thrown onto your plate that shouldn't be there in the first place. And it's up to you to gently, professionally correct, realign this is what I'm here to do. If you're not sure what you're here to do, then you can check out the sales ops role model that's sitting on salesopseffect.com forward slash library. It's a free download and it shows all of the things that can be inside sales ops. And actually, when you look at it, that goes back to my point of how many things a, um, a sales operations person can handle as in the ratio between sales people to sales ops. When you see how many things are in there, that's when it's easier for you to realize, oh yeah, we don't have this ratio right in a lot of places. So go take a look at that. Let me know what you think. I'm really interested in your thoughts and we will talk again soon.